there, there's a whole bunch of other reasons people might be reluctant. Um, mm -hmm. You know, and, and I, I've got a couple more that are here if you're watching, but I mean, one of them might just be that they think you suck, right? And that's, that's something that, you know, is a different angle to be prepared for. That's more in your preparation of being professional and delivering an appropriate message. Mm -hmm. But regardless, there's a lot of different consistent ways that you need to be able to deliver your message. Building a successful real estate career requires you to adapt, pivot, and constantly master new skills. We're Katie and Daniel Steinfeld. We've built our own innovative brokerage. And in this podcast, we've assembled actionable tips and strategies that you can implement to take your business to its maximum potential. It's time to level up. Level up. Hello once again. I'm Daniel. I'm here with Katie. This is Level Up, and we have a one-of-a-kind book review, teach you some stuff episode ready to go today. I'm pretty excited because this is a really cool topic, and uh, we're going to touch on some ideas that maybe this industry and its professionals don't do enough time thinking about. Don't do enough time. What are they in jail? They don't take enough time. <laughs> Sometimes it feels like it. Um, yeah. <laughs> I think you do do enough time, but... Uh, I'm excited. I like these book reviews. So you actually read the book, so you're going to kind of be leading us through, but we'll be chit-chatting along the way. And what's interesting is we always talk about how we read books, but we're never actually reading books. We're like hearing books, but Hey, guess what? I actually have the book right and here. You, and you read it, right? You didn't listen I read to it. it. Oh yeah. No, I didn't but, just get yeah. the book and then like try to use osmosis to take what was in it. Like I, I opened No, but I'm saying that like, I will listen to books. I've never read a book in my <laughs> life. Never read a book. <laughs> Prior to this book, it had been a good, definitely year plus, probably a couple of years because yeah. people ask, what's the best book you've read? I'm like referring something I read in like university and it's like not relevant anymore. But anyway, um, today we're talking about, it's a concept and you can see it here. Um, for those of you who are watching this on video, we're talking about Enchantment. And this is a book that was written by Guy Kawasaki, who, uh, for those of you who don't know, he is the former, former chief evangelist for a little company that you might have heard of called Apple. Um, what is chief evangelist? He's basically, he, he's the guy who spoke to people and delivered the good word really on behalf of the brand. I think he was a, hmm. I wonder how much you get paid to be a chief evangelist. Sounds like a cool job. Maybe we'll have him on the program one day and we'll ask him that, but <laughs> I'm, I'm sure he did okay for himself. But I do think in, in light or in spite of that, um, the work he's done since and during is really built around his ability to motivate, his ability to look at things through a light that isn't just you know, dollars and cents and what scientifically leads to that, but really into what people are thinking. And uh, he's written a whole bunch of different books. Um, this particular one has struck home. And again, because I don't read a lot of books, it's not like I've read his entire library, but I do intend to. Um, but the concepts that he brings forward here are really about the psychology of this stuff. And uh, as we talk about the idea of enchantment, um, 
what's really interesting here is this isn't anything that's rocket science. This isn't anything that people are going to look at and say, um, you know, that's crazy talk. I don't think either. Um, but it is also an approach not embraced enough by professionals in any space. I don't think this is just for uh, any particular industry. And it's not just for sales either. This is just about relationships and our ability to connect with people on a level that pulls the sleaze out of any interaction that we might have. Mm -hmm. Um, Which I think is really important right now. P consumers are far more advanced in terms of smelling out the BS and all of those old school methods, all those um, scripting options that we have that are available to a lot of people right now. They just never come across as very natural. Yeah, well, that, that's it. When you're, working to, when you're working to your own goal, and you're not being transparent about it. And obviously like everything we do is built first and foremost on transparency and honesty. I think that's the root of this entire concept. And so mm -hmm. to break down what enchantment is, I mean, he's talking about it throughout all however many hundred pages there are in the book, but it breaks down to um, not manipulating people, mm -hmm. transforming people and creating mm -hmm. a voluntary change in hearts and minds, which then leads to action. So this is effectively working with people, understanding them, allowing them to understand you. And the sum total of that is first and foremost, people being delighted and happy with the relationship, the process, the direction uh, that you and they are going to go on together. I think a joint and understood objective. And from that comes the tangible objectives that we're ultimately looking for. So if we're talking specifically in a real estate sense, obviously we wanna get that sale, we wanna make that commission check um, and all the good things that come from that. But it's about the path to get there, not just in a completed and successful way, but in a way that makes everybody feel good and wants people to continue doing those. Because the other part of what we talk about is about the sustainability of our business and you're going to sustain your business a lot easier when you're creating delight in other people and people are enjoying the work you've done for them, not just content with the outcome, but not so mm -hmm. much got there. The so is it more like about the experience through the process rather than the end goal? Is that the idea? Uh, well, it, I, I think the experience and the process of enchantment has to come before the outcome. Like the outcome of what you're doing isn't the enchantment. The enchantment is right. your journey and it's, it's enchanting yeah. the people around you um, and really creating, uh, I mean, and, and I'm not, I'm not going to put none, none of these are his words, right? So this is sort of my interpretation. And again, guy, if you want to come on the show and tell me I'm out to lunch, that's fine. But I think <laughs> it's about creating a bit of a team mindset with the people who you're relating with and communicating with and approaching things with an understanding of where everybody wants to be and an acceptance of where everybody wants to be. And so we're mm -hmm. going to talk a bit today about some, definitely not all, but um, call this a teaser that's hopefully going to make you want to go and, and read this and his other stuff as well. We'll put a, a link in the, in the liner notes about where you can get this, or you can go to a library and pick up a book. It happens. People go to libraries still. Um, it's a thing. Yeah, but I, I think like we're just going to tip of the iceberg this stuff here as a kind of 
where to get your head at and how to get started in building this sort of approach with people. And I think naturally we're all going to be able to see, even from what we talk about today, why this is effective and how this can be effective um, in building your business, building your relationships, and really just making yourself and the people around you more fulfilled and happy with the stuff that you do. Mm -hmm. Um, So the first big thing here is, and this is with anybody who's selling, there's always going to be resistance and a reluctance to interact with us, to do business with us. Um, when we talk about overcoming objectives, or sorry, not objectives, objections, um, you know, objections, resistance, whatever word you want to use, there's just that cloud of uncertainty that we have and that people around us have about why and if they should do business and relate with us and move forward in the sorts of things we're trying to push with them. Mm -hmm. Uh, And in order to address that, you need to first understand why people feel this way, right? I think we jump really quickly into how am I going to overcome this? Like, what do I need to say to make an objection go away, right? And that's Mm -hmm. a lot of the training we do is about, um, you know, dealing with objections. What are the scripts we need? What are the kinds of objections we're going to get? But I don't think we dive deep enough into why people feel this way. Right. And okay. Moment. So, so could we, could we like kind of go through this, like with an actual example, like let's say going into a listing presentation, would that be? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, so you're going into a listing presentation and I mean, it, it doesn't even matter necessarily whether you're the first, the last or the middle person to go in there. Mm-hmm. Um, let's go through some of these reasons why people might be reluctant to, if your outcome from this particular meeting is getting the listing, like right. It's simple. Mm-hmm. Um, why are reasons why people might not want to do that and might not want to sign with you, whether it's in that moment or whatever, with a follow-up, things like that. Yeah. Uh, so one of the first things is uh, a concept that Guy likes to refer to as inertia, which is really when something is in motion, it remains in motion. When something's at mm-hmm. rest, it tends to remain at rest, right? Just think mm-hmm. of a physical object. You know, if a ball is on a table and nothing's doing anything to it, it's going to stay there, right? Right. Um, I think in terms of this particular situation, it's if somebody is not pushed to actually want to act, there's a certain comfort level in staying static, right? Yeah. Or on the motion side of things, if someone's already working with somebody else, someone's Mm -hmm. become comfortable with... Joe Smith, the realtor that their parents used and their parents' parents used and people tell them this is the person you need to go with, that's a a track that people are already on. Right. You know, they're not going to get off unless enchanted. Yeah. And I I feel like also just the process of making a decision, like once people are ready to make a decision, they move and they move fast. You know, you get, you get a call from a seller and they're like, okay, we want to use you to sell our house. Can you list it tomorrow? Kind of thing. Like, it's almost like it's become a priority, but that initial process of deciding who they're going to work with, or even the process of selling their home, it, it, it's a long drawn out process. I find, because people are kind of just sitting there with their thoughts. Absolutely. Well, and, and that, that's why this, I mean, we're using this in an isolated listing presentation perspective, but this is the same thing that applies to every element of the transaction of the process. For sure. Yeah. People get comfortable or people are uncomfortable, right? And yeah. prompted 
to divert the direction that they're on, you know, that's what enchanting someone does. It, you know, it, you're on a path, you want them on your path, but they might be moving in another path or stopped at a stoplight and not willing to go in another direction. You know, okay. Yeah. To push them there. So then other reasons that they might be reluctant, um, hesitation to reduce options is a big one, right? Especially in this space, mm-hmm. lots of people are going to be throwing lots of things and giving in some cases, the answers they think that this person wants to hear right? Mm-hmm. When you are confronted with a bunch of options and they all sound good for different reasons, people are reluctant to move forward because of what they might be leaving behind or, or the opportunity cost of going in one direction towards another. Because the moment you eliminate one choice, you're eliminating everything that comes with that. Mm-hmm. And so that also ties to the fear of making a mistake, right? People generally I'm like this I think in some respects everybody's like this that you're unsure about what making a decision might do you know real estate is as good an option as any if you go the wrong direction you pick the wrong person whatever that wrong looks like to you things will not go well for you like you see enough in the media about how rough the market is how crazy the market is we talk rightfully so about the importance of bringing on a good real estate professional or good professionals around you. People are scared what it looks like if they make the wrong decision. And sometimes that leads them to a state of pause Mm -hmm. because they're afraid of what the wrong one might do. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So what, like with that, I guess, you know, there's a lot of scripts around asking questions that try to get through to that hesitation, um, or the fear of making a mistake. Um, so I don't, I like, although I crap all over, um, those kinds of scripts, it's also, it, it, they're, they're there for a reason. And I think it's just about being comfortable and understanding why you're using them. Cause I think a lot of people ask questions when they don't really understand what, what the, what the reason is behind it. Right. Right. Yeah. And, a lot of this ties, like you said, like into, we're going to know what direction to go in the messaging we give people, the more we understand where their mindset's at. Like we talk about asking questions and, and, and digging for information about, you know, if it's one or all or other reasons why people might be reluctant, right? But understanding what they're thinking and what the reasoning might be is going to lead to understanding um, which direction to take the message. Right. Um, so, I mean, there, there's a whole bunch of other reasons people might be reluctant, um, Mm -hmm. you know, and, and I've got a couple more that are here if you're watching, but I mean, one of them might just be that they think you suck. Right. And that's, that's something that, you know, is a different angle to be prepared for. That's more in your preparation of being professional and delivering an appropriate message. But Mm -hmm. regardless there's a lot of different consistent ways that you need to be able to deliver your message to get ahead of what some of these uh, resistances and objections might be. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, so uh, again, there's a long list. And I mean, this is one of the nice things about books like this is, you know, you, you could go on forever. You could take days just to concentrate on one particular chapter or one particular area to start perfecting your craft. But some of the things and some of the mechanisms that are talked about are really about leveraging 
external things people understand and trust in order to build their trust in you, right? Um, so for example, social proof, data that's out there. Use things that exist and use voices that aren't just your own or experiences that you've already had to help change hearts and minds of people, right? Mm -hmm. If people are unsure that you're the right person, the more you can provide that isn't just promises of what will be, but expressions of what has already happened is a great way to help support and reinforce what it is you're promising and what it is you're representing that the relationship with you is going to look like. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that's, you know, not only through the data of your past sales, but also through testimonials and um, just experiences you've given to other people. I think that's really important. And that's why something like Google, when you go and see people's reviews, why it's so important for people to like a lot of people rely on that to make their decision. Right. Well, and that's it. And that's why, you know, even though we do joke about and, and in some cases crap on some of this marketing we see from people who talk about their successes and talk about sold for this and sold for that and whatever. That's not the way that we deliver that kind of a message. And the social proof, like you said, of Google, of actual other people talking about the experience is way more powerful. Yeah. Um, but the proof of what you've done, even if it is you reinforcing, you know, the case studies and the stories of your own work is valuable as well. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, this, like we've talked about, you know, if you're a new agent, if you're new in the industry, you don't have the type of, or you don't think you have the type of data or social proof of your work in this particular sector to support it. There's always a story that makes you who you are and makes you trustworthy and a good person to work with. And you need to believe in that and have the proof to back that up before you start telling people to work with you. I think mm -hmm. it's fair to say, right? You can't go into a room completely without confidence that you can do the job because if you're not confident and don't have a reason to believe and support the fact that you're able to do what you're saying you're going to deliver, why would somebody else believe that either? Yeah. And from another perspective, you can't go in with the need to get the listing and show like, is that will definitely show to people quite a bit that, um, that just, uh, desperation, I guess. And I find for myself, when I go into a meeting, when I really, I mean, obviously I want the listing, but either way, whatever happens, like, I'll just, I'll just accept the, the outcome. Um, I think it kind of, you, you become a lot more relaxed and comfortable in your delivery, which people can tell and read and it's almost like they want to work with you because they can tell you, you don't care either way, whether you get the listing or not. It's like, here's who I am, take it or leave it kind of thing. So. Well, that, that's, yeah. I think that that's a sidebar to this that he doesn't talk about, but that's true is that just because you understand how to enchant people and the mm -hmm. that that might have, it doesn't mean that you necessarily need to feel the need to enchant everybody either. Right. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think you, 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 you do want to still do that. It's just, you can't be tied to the outcome of how people react to that. Right. Well, well, and, and that comes naturally with being honest and, and not mm -hmm. from who you are or your message. What, what I'm saying is like, even when it comes to things for us, like taking on new clients or recruiting or whatever it is, 
you know, sometimes through the process of enchanting someone and building a relationship, you're not necessarily going to feel that this is the relationship you want to have, right? So yeah. when you're able to, like you said, kind of distance yourself from a necessary outcome, Mm-hmm. it allows you to be more real with what you're trying to say and to stick to your message instead of saying things that aren't entirely who you are or what you want to be. Yeah. Or even when it comes down to the price discussion, right? Like obviously a seller wants a certain price, but if you're upfront and honest with them, cause you know, if you can get them to agree to a price that is reasonable on the outset, it's going to make your job a lot easier and allow them to be a lot more successful through the listing um, versus trying to enchant them and make them feel as though, you know, their home is definitely worth what they think it's worth. Right. And we've seen what that does, right? right. Like, yeah. If you want to talk about social proof and data, you know, we've been down and a lot of you have been down that road of telling people what they need to hear or mm-hmm. go something with the hope that it's going to work out for you. And yeah. sometimes it might, <laughs> But I think like we've said, I mean, we had this conversation, I think you talked with somebody earlier today about, you know, when something doesn't feel right, chances are it's going to go the way it doesn't feel (laughs) right. Yeah. So anyway, so yeah, I mean, there's all kinds of other stuff in terms of the way that you start to address these things. The more you understand though, what the concerns might be or what the reasons might be for objections and resistance, the easier it is to deliver that message. And one last Mm -hmm. point here is a lot of times Um, you know, you're up against other people with your message. There's people trying to do and trying to communicate the same things and outcomes that you are. Mm -hmm. Don't run from that. Don't talk ill of other people or talk up other people more than you need to, but understand exactly the types of people and messages that you're up against and be, again, honest with what you offer that they don't, Mm -hmm. what they offer that you don't, and the sorts of things that are almost a wash, right? Like we, we talk about that a lot in, in our recruiting messages with people. Like we don't dwell on the things that should be a foregone conclusion for somebody who's joining our brokerage or someone who's using us uh, for a listing. Like, yes, we all do A, B, and C. But mm-hmm. here we do that they don't, right? From what we've learned. And here are the things that we understand that other people do that we don't and be prepared for what that looks like and why that's okay in the context of your discussion, right? Because when you understand that, you're not on the defensive at all. You're just on the offensive and you're able to have a real conversation where people appreciate the honesty that you're giving them, regardless of what the element of the discussion is. And it makes, it always makes follow-up conversations so much easier. When you've been honest, and you've just been real about things and aren't making things up, you never have to worry about what future relationships are going to look like with the same people or with other people because your message is consistent because it is what it is, right? It's not like, oh crap, what did I tell that person? Or what did I represent to this person that I haven't represented to this person, right? Anyway, moving on here. I'm trying to get this thing moving on, but it's not. This is what happens with... uh, What's happening? Oh. oh, oh, there we go. Oh, you know what it is? I jumped, I jumped to the resistance before I jumped into the other stuff, but that's okay. We talked, we talked about overcoming object ob- objections, which is the kind of thing that you might do once you're almost at the, the close of things. Right. But 
uh, I didn't really jump into more of a detailed definition of the enchantment and all that, but we're, we'll, we'll get into there. That's not a big deal. That's okay. I think we've been talking about it as we go. Um, but the reason you need this and the reason you need to apply this mindset to what we're doing in this industry and to everything is because we've got forks in the road constantly in our business and personally that are tough to deal with right? We've got places we want to go, big objectives we've got for ourselves. And in order to pivot or, or elevate past the status quo and past what we're used to doing, you need to be able to get the support you need from people who believe in the same things that you believe, right? Um, so when you've got, you know, lofty results you're going after, if there's habits you're trying to overcome, uh, if you're trying to go against the grain, and this is like, this really hit home for me. And I think for us in the way that we've built this business in a way that isn't conventional without being able to enchant people and deliver your message in such a way that builds support, it's very hard to move forward in an effective way when it's you against the world, right? So using this to really bring the world in bit by bit is what allows you to achieve these objectives, make these difficult decisions yourself um, without the uncertainty that you might have in going forward and coming up with your own resistance to the things that you want to achieve. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Yep. So when we're trying to enchant somebody, you really need to understand who you're dealing with. And it comes down to first understanding them. And then uh, I, I, found, I found this a little bit, initially it seemed like I, I was hoping I wasn't getting into a place where this was building sleaziness in a not sleazy way, and it's not. But the book talks about how you need to be likable and trustworthy are the two elements of what you need to be in order to allow yourself to be enchanting to somebody. Well, Those yeah, people are going to do business with people they know, like, and trust. So that's, that makes sense. Right. Exactly. So it was only because when it says, when something tells me you need to be likable and here's how, right. I'm just like, well, I, I agree you do, but I initially took a bit of a step back saying, wait a second, you know, initially I'm like, you either are, or you aren't. Was my, mm. was my mindset coming into this. But the reality is that might be true. Like there might be people who are out of the gate more likable than others. But in a lot of cases, it's because they're employing certain things in the way that they live their lives and interact with people that people yeah. who aren't likable are not, right? Well, and, and they're also, also effectively marketing to the right people. They know who their audience is. And so they're delivering messages that obviously those types of people will like. You know, people like the messages you deliver aren't going to be the same as the messages I deliver and the people that get referred to you aren't going to be the same as me. So I think it's likability to the people that you tend to attract or to who you're trying to, who, who your main audience is. I, I agree. I, I agree. It's easier to be likable to people who are like you and who you can relate to easier. Definitely mm -hmm. An easier path to likability just because of those shared things. Yes. And, uh, and I guess in, in another sense, it's easier to like people <laughs> from our perspective that way too. Like, I, I don't want to be in situations where 
I'm forcing the issue and trying to be likable with someone I really don't want to be yeah. doing business with. So you're right, for sure. And that's a big part of this. Um, one of the things that I thought was really interesting, and it was a small, small part of the book, but it was talking about your smile. And mm -hmm. I used to train this a lot when I talked to sales teams about like even being on the phone when people know that you're smiling, right? But yeah. it's actually the type of smile that people will be able to uh, interpret it as basically genuine or not, right? And yeah. he talks about crow's feet. There's a scientific element of like the muscles in your face that actually are different. Yeah, like right now you're doing a weird, yeah, like that's, that's probably now diagnosed with probably see my crow's feet now. Um, but when you just smile and it's not a real smile, you don't engage the muscles that, that kind of build that crow's feet. Or, or, that's why people say smile with your eyes. Cause that's a real smile, I guess. Right. A little bit. Like you're a, I think you taught me about smiling with your eyes, which I still can't really do because that's, well, you gotta like, you gotta bring, well, it's like, it's almost like your eyes light up. Like when you're genuinely smiling versus, you know, just like a fake put on smile when you're not really that happy. Well, yeah. you know, uh, like I, it's easier to definitely tell when there's a fake smile versus not like a fake smile, yeah. easy to see because it just doesn't, it's just not real. But mm. yeah, when it comes down to it, this is where it goes beyond. And I never taught the element of real versus not real with smiling. I was just like, make sure you're smiling because people know. But now, and when I read this, I'm like, yeah, well, how many of those people were just like, you know, like fake smiling and people are like, wow, yeah, and this isn't working. How come this? Well, yeah. And that's why, where it goes back to talking to the people that you will actually connect with and the types of people that you enjoy doing business with, because it's more likely that you will have a genuine smile with those people versus trying to fake your way through a conversation with somebody yeah. that you can't really connect with. Because like <laughs> at the end of the day, like, I don't really want to do business with somebody that just isn't going to really get like and always question me and I've, and I've had business relationships like that before and it's not enjoyable and it never ends well. You know what I mean? I, I, I agree to a point. Cause I definitely agree. I don't like doing business with people. I don't like doing business with. Yeah. I do think for me, it starts with the work I'm doing in terms of what makes me happy or not, right? Like if I can't be genuine about the message I'm delivering, I'm not gonna have a real smile, right? right. It definitely extends to, if the person I'm talking to is a piece of garbage or like somebody mm -hmm. I just really don't wanna deal with, I think, yeah, inherently I won't be happy anyway, right? Mm -hmm. But my approach to every situation when I'm kind of establishing that initial relationship, like there's, there's crappy people I've developed good relationships with just because, you know, we've kind of taken guards down and just gotten to know each other, right? Like all those people who like, you've got that first impression, maybe because they're not likable and you don't like them, but then you get down the road and experience things together. And you're like, okay, you know what? It's a good thing. I didn't give up on this person. However, you're right. There's a world of cases where it's not worth the trouble. Like when the yeah. red flags are there, don't force yourself to be crow's feeding till the cows come home. Cause it'll be very hard to do. Um, yeah. a lot of other uh, sort of, I think common sense things, the way that we communicate with people 
is, you know, we talk a lot about mirroring. We talk about um, learning more about what the other people are into and value um, and finding places where you share that. Don't, again, not pretending things, but there's so many elements of just basic discussion where it's easy to develop trust and likability based on common, you know, passions mm-hmm. or things like that. You know, do they have a family? Do they have kids? Do they like sports? Whatever it is, that works as well. Um, and defaulting to yes is one concept that's a really important one, I think also, which is, especially we talk about this with our kids all the time. Like I've got an automatic no response, even before I hear the question a lot of times, just because I'm not the mood. And you can have that same attitude when it comes to would-be clients or relationships you're dealing with, where something is said that's not in the line of what you're used to or what you believe is right. Mm-hmm. And have a tendency to go straight to, well, that's not possible. And if you just tweak it a bit, and when it's default to yes, that doesn't mean you promise everything, but right. work to find an actual solution or show people that you're not dismissing their ideas or thoughts out of the gate. Right? Give yeah, them- that's important. Yeah. For sure. Give them a reason to know that you're listening to them. You know, you're still the professional and you're building this likability with them, which leads to building trustworthiness with them. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, a lot of this stuff, just like it's for me, it's like emotional intelligence. Like you just have to be able to read people and understand how they're reacting. Like, cause there's a lot of people that don't have that. And I'm not saying that I do, but um, you can tell, like there's people that just talk through things and have no idea how people are reacting and are not adjusting their their presence or their approach at all. And I think those are the people that struggle the most because they really don't know how to come down to the level or just be at the level of that other person. Mm-hmm. Well, but that's it. Don't, and that's why scripts only go so far, right? If you're yeah. always going to just be saying the same thing, everybody's different. And the things that, that trigger different feelings are going to work in ways with them. So the same mm-hmm. approach to everybody might generate a genuine connection with a small subset of people, which might be the type of people with whom resonate. But the goal here is enchanting people. And I keep saying it, but it is, it's getting more people on the same page as you. And in a market like yeah. ours or any, where there's so much competition, you know, definitely we do believe and have always told people that it makes sense to stick with your niche and to stick with, you know, those who fit what your strategy is. It's still, Mm -hmm. they're all the same people, right. And they all have the same backgrounds or likes and and things like that. Yeah. And I think we know, like I I have a couple of people that come to mind that are just naturally enchanting that just enter a room and everybody just kind of gravitates towards them and just, you know, enjoys what they're saying and, they're not talking about themselves. Like there's, there's all these little like isms that they have. And I think if you can think of somebody like that and how you can be not to change yourself, but how to have that different approach, I think it it comes down to a lot about energy um, and about being focused and in the moment with that person, rather than looking around to see who else, like, I mean, I've talked to people like that before and it's 
awful. Like people, you know, you're talking to somebody and they're looking around to see if there's anybody else that's better than you to talk to in the room. And it's like, that's like, honestly, just don't talk to me. Like, just go off. I don't care. But you know, so there's different things. And if you just think about how you, how you typically gravitate to people, if you can take parts of that and and implement it for yourself, I think that would make, make it, make you a lot more successful in your approach too. hundred percent. And I invite people, if this is one of the first episodes of level up, you're listening to or watching, go back and watch the episodes where we've had special guests. I think all of them in their own way, they're guests of ours and people we like because they're enchanting. Mm -hmm. I'm going to single out maybe the same person you were thinking about who's JP. Oh, well, yeah, no, JP too. I was thinking Ralph. Oh, Ralph too. Yeah. I mean, go, go watch the episodes we've had with JP Luz and Ralph Ciancio, these guys and all of the other guests we've had. I mean, it doesn't even matter, you know, Amy Gilmore, um, I'm just going to start name dropping things. I know Katie, you're saying you can't hear me right now. That's upsetting because it says the sound is still working. <laughs> oh, there we go. Okay. My well, internet says it's un- unstable. Okay, so. well, hopefully that was all there. Cause I was just name dropping. <laughs> Everybody. But anyway, th- th- there's a reason though, that we, we want, like people want to be around people who are likable enchanting, and the trustworthy element of this as well, especially when it comes to relationship building in business. People want, like you said, no like and trust, but trustworthiness is more than just being honest in everything you do. It's about having trust in other people. It's the reciprocal nature of it. Um, And it's showing people, you know, what you're talking about. So I'm going to uh, move on to the next slide now. We're on video. So anybody who's watching, Katie's uh, hand motioning me. So another concept that uh, is talked about book is the idea of baking a bigger pie. And very simply put, there's situations where everybody wins. And I think too many people look at business and relationships in such a way that it's, it's just a one or the other game, right? Buyers and sellers is a great example. We talk about this a lot, where if a buyer wins, the seller has to lose, you know, price-wise and, and vice versa. But it's our job to find and communicate solutions and angles into situations where everybody is able to win. Mm-hmm. And that's a mindset thing, right? If you look at things as one or the other, you're not going to have the success and people aren't going to be enchanted by you because it's a very selfish view of things. And mm-hmm. I, I do truly believe that in every situation, you know, there's not a world where everybody is at 100%. But rather than it being 50-50 or 25-75, it's that whole sum of the parts thing. You know, you can find places of compromise and find solutions where both people are getting, you know, 80% of where they want to be rather than it being 50-50 or, right. or a winner and a loser. And that is the mindset and the goal we need to have in order to enchant people and to gain their trust. And yeah, relationships. I yeah, I think that's such a challenging thing too when um, you're dealing with a deal on either side and trying to make a situation work for both people that are going to make them happy. Because typically, what I find is you don't make both people happy, you make both people miserable because <laughs> they feel like they're giving up something. So I, I wonder how you can approach it and explain it in a way that it is a win win versus a lose lose. Like everybody's miserable. That's not what we're going for. I I think 
first of all, the challenge in all of these things is the reason we try to do this is to help transform the minds of the people around us, right? But sometimes we can only go so far and we can only control what we do, right? So in mm -hmm. prep and in our ability to, you know, enchant and, and grow the minds of the people around us, whether it's our clients or the agents we're dealing with on the other side of the table or their clients, you know, that's going to heavily impact how the final chapter of these transactions go. Right. Right. Like if you haven't had success or haven't made an attempt to really win the hearts and minds of everybody, the ones who you haven't don't have any, you know, uh, they don't have any reason to trust or like you yet. Right. That's or they true. might still be in the objection side of things. And hundred percent, you, you might never get that opportunity, right? Like in a market that's crazy, you might meet somebody for the first time as they send you an offer and you don't even know who they are, right? And, and you've got to work really fast to make it work. But yeah. I, do, I do think taking the time at least to win over and understand the objectives and kind of lay out scenarios and be honest with the people who are closest to you, those are the ones who your ultimate goal is to win for, right? And so in this case, it might be the bigger pie. It might just be for you and your client, right? And hopefully the, the other person, the other agent get to eat some pie with you. But mm -hmm. first and foremost, it can't just be about, you know, you're going to get more commission at the, at the detriment of your client having to spend more money and they're not happy is kind of what I mean, right? It's like, you're not about winning and compromising the people who you've enchanted because that kind of loses that for you, especially on a go forward basis. It's all about making mm -hmm. sure that the wins are shared among everybody so that that goal that we have every time, you know, the bottle popping, the celebrating that happens when everybody feels good. Right. And, right. and I know it's not, it's not a slam dunk, but that's the goal. And that's the mindset I think to have to make this work a lot better. Yeah, definitely. Um, and even though this is right at the end of what we're going to talk about today, making sure you're prepared before you get into these situations is going to make a world of difference in your ability to communicate these messages and to have these relationships build with people. Um, one idea that was brought up that I think is, is just genius is the idea of a pre-mortem. People talk about a post-mortem. When, so, when something goes crappy, what happened? How can we learn from this? Yeah. Think about how useful it is to, and we talk, we talk about this a lot too, in managing expectations, you know, in laying out things that could happen and how we're going to deal with them. Right. It's not the expectation things are going to go wrong, but if, and when things happen, here's kind of our understanding our experience, you know, the angles that we can take and just be comfortable that if things happen, we're prepared for it. Right. right. Because if people yeah. you're working with know that not only are they more comfortable working with you, it makes when that stuff might happen so mm -hmm. much easier to deal with. For sure. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I can think of just even recently with offer dates, for example, when people were implementing those and buyer, uh, sellers just want to know, okay, what happens if this doesn't work out? You know, we're not getting a lot of showings. We're not getting a lot of interest. Like, is this the end of the world? And if you can approach it before that happens and just let them know, listen, we have a plan A, B, C, and D here. And so if this doesn't work, this is how we're going to pivot. And this is like how it's going to look to people and it's going to be fine. 
And if you can have that message to them well before that happening, it makes such a difference. Right. Absolutely. And and there's there's a lot of minor ways to do this. I think a checklist is something we implement a lot, you know, whether it's with our team, whether it's with our clients, you know, it's not just so that you have a schedule. When you give someone a checklist, it shows you're prepared. It forces action because people are accountable to things and see what's coming, but it also respects their time right? Mm -hmm. And showing them, listen, these are the things that need to be done just so you know, I'm not going to be on you because I've let you know, and you're smart enough to handle this, but this is what we all need to do here. And I think that accountability and motivation to do things is a great way to show people that you're prepared, but also take the stress away from them because they might not understand all the steps involved in things that we do. Definitely. Um, So again, this was a very short and quick summary of just a couple of the pages and chapters in the book by Guy Kawasaki. I could obviously talk for hours and hours and hours, but then I'd stop enchanting all of you out there. And I don't want that. (laughs) And your your real smiles would turn to fake ones very quickly. Um, This book reminds me a lot of also Never Lose a Customer Again by Joey Coleman. Um, It's a lot about just in your approach and the, the experience that you ultimately provide to each and every person that you're working with or that you meet. Um, so yeah, it's, it's an important conversation. I, I think definitely to open your eyes to, it's not just a transaction. It's not just nailing down those scripts and, and, and having the answers to every single question. It's really about understanding what is behind the questions your clients are asking and what is behind the, the hesitation that people might have not to jump into doing business with you the day of the listing presentation. Right. Like I, I, every, every deal client person transaction we've got is not going to be exactly the way we draw it up. Yeah. And nobody deals with things the way that we picture it in our minds. And so that's why it's necessary when it says changing hearts, minds, and actions, it's not about making people come off of everything that they know and love, but it's about again taking them along with you, making them understand what works, making them trust what you're telling them to do. And also letting your own guard down to listen to what they want and making sure you deliver on what is most important to them. Right. So um, we will continue to talk about this a lot more, um, definitely with our team. <laughs> and, and this is kind of the, the basis of what it is that we do. Um, but I think this is also rooted in almost every episode we've had here. There's an element of this in the way we need to do our business in this industry and in the way we relate with people in general. We just need to take a little bit more time to listen, understand and deliver. Mm-hmm. Um, because it'll make the world a better place. It will. It will. So, Thank you for this book review. I appreciate it. I give it, I give it five stars. Really? Interesting. Hold five on. stars. Maybe I will download and listen to it as well. I think it's, I, I'm very into the swallowable things. Like this book, you could read this in a day if you know you sat on a, on a lawn chair or something and committed to it. <laughs> but it's also, it's a great little snippet kind of a book where mm-hmm. this, I mean, I've now, I took this out from the library. I probably took it out six months ago and I've just been renewing it to have it as like a little thing. Guy, yeah. I'm probably should just buy it. I'm not supporting the cause at all from that perspective. But, <laughs> um, but yeah, it, it's one of those things where when you just need a little refresher or a little idea 
to help push things along. I like books like that, that are just very small morsels. Yeah. My attention span sucks. No, it's good. Awesome. Well, thanks for listening, everyone. We hope you have a great week. Make sure to subscribe if you're on YouTube or like and rate this podcast. We'd appreciate it. And we will see you next week. Stay enchanting, my friends. <laughs> Bye. Level up, 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 level up,